0: Welcome to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. Monday, Sam um, asked me, he said, I think you're supposed to just read John 14. And um, I said, okay. He said, just the whole thing. And um, it's like, okay. And so I'm reading it. And as I'm reading it, there was a part that the Lord grabbed my attention that I feel like He wants for us right now. So I'm just going to start reading. This is in context of um, the Last Supper. This is right before. This is right before Jesus is about to go on the cross. And he is giving them some very important information. He just told Peter, you're going to deny me. And this is where John 14 starts. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you to myself that where i am there you may also be you i just want to stop and say one thought on this Jesus is telling them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Here's what that means. Trust in God. You trust in God, trust in me. Have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going and believe. And where I go, you know, and the way you know, And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you'd have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and you've seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. It is sufficient for us. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you that he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now I'm reading this, and then I'm reading it. I hear it's like the Lord clears his throat. throat) And this is when he cleared his throat. Have I been with you so long? and yet you don't know me. And I knew he was talking to me because about 10 days ago, I was processing a new place that he has me. And I found myself battling with slavery thinking. And I would say with my mouth, I know this isn't true, but this is what it feels like. You know, sometimes in our lives, we are faced with things where our our circumstances, or we find ourselves in an unexpected place. I mean, the disciples, Jesus is basically telling them, I'm getting ready to leave. And it was um, a shift to the, what they thought they were going to be. And he's, he's saying, though, Don't you know me? And so I hear the Lord, he kind of like, he kind of clears this through. Eliza, have you been with me this long and still not known? Like I'm in a place right now, am I going to trust him in this new place? And then I continue to read. He's seen the father, has seen me. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? And he said, Eliza, do you not know I am in you and you are in me? And all of a sudden, that poverty thinking, that, that slavery mentality shifted. Because I remembered, I mean, sometimes we're in that a, a battle in a, in a Guinea moment. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit that's right here to grab our attention if we will have ears to hear. And he said, don't you know, just as the Father, just as Jesus is saying, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. He says, Liza, that's how you live, just as I lived. I lived in such a way that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me and you are to live as you are in Christ and I am in you. And when you, when we, when I have a revelation that I am in Christ and Christ is in me, it doesn't matter what circumstance may face my moment. If I could just stop and take a moment and breathe and remember, wait, I am in Christ. Christ is in me. That's good news. Gets even better. Believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe for the sake of the works themselves. himself. Verse 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to be with the Father. It's probably been 20 years the first time I read that verse. And that thing just grabbed me. And I'm like, okay, I don't see those greater works in my life. And I felt like this week the Lord said, this is a key to understanding the greater works. You're in Christ and I'm in you. And when we get a revelation, we begin to really walk in that. When we begin to walk in that, we are going to begin to see the greater works that we are longing to see. And we are going to see revival in this area, in this house. And there is a well. And he's saying, dig deep in me and know that I'm about to move. Will you move with me? Will you live in such a way that you lay down your life for my purposes, for my plan? And that's what I had to do. I had to come to a point of going, it's not my will, but your will be done. It's not my will. Your will be done. I want to see the greater works. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. The hope of glory. So I just want to unpack this just a little bit. Would you look real quick to Romans 8, 9 to 11? Because it's two things. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. Jesus is saying, I'm in the Father. The Father's in me. It's that unity that Doris was just talking about. Complete unity and oneness of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So Romans 8, verses 9 to 11. You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. If anyone does not have the Spirit of God, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit of life because of righteousness. The same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you, Christ in me. Um, flip over to Colossians 1.27. Christ in me, Paul writes to them, he says, to them, God will to make known what are the riches of glory. This mystery among the Gentiles is Christ in you, the hope of glory, where we go. See, the thing is sometimes we think we come to church. I just want to say to you, you are the church. We come here together and we worship his name, but actually we need to have a position to turn around and face those doors to go. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And I want to think about us in Christ. Go to Ephesians 1. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him, I want to pause, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoptions as son by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved In him we have redemptions through his blood for the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, which he made abound toward us in all things, and wisdom and prudence, having known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth in him, in him, say, I'm in him, in him, I have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you have trusted after you've heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also having believed you were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now I'll just stop and say this. When you have the Holy Spirit in you, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how big you are, how little you are, what you have, what you don't have. It is the Holy Spirit that wants to do and move through each one of us. Each one of us, where you are throughout your day, day in and day out, your life matters, and the Christ in you matters. And you, God is saying, "Let your light shine." We are to be a city set up on a hill. Our lives are to point to, and, and let your message be with your life more than if you have to use words, use words. That may your message be even your very essence of your life. Now look at um, Colossians three. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth, Fortification and unclean passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. But now... You yourselves, we are to put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of our mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and you've put on the new man who's renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. There's neither Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. But of all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection and let the peace of god rule your hearts to which you are also called in one body and be thankful let the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and teaching admonishing one another in spiritual songs and hymns singing with a grace in your hearts to the lord and whatever you do in word and deed do it all in the name of our lord jesus christ giving thanks to him. You know, we were given, we have been reconciled to God, and we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. We are all called, each one of us have a, a part to play into that. Second Corinthians. Four. We are given a ministry of reconciliation. Verse 1, since we have this ministry, as we receive mercy, do not lose heart. Our whole purpose is, Day in and day out is to be a place of looking for opportunities to bring others, reconcile others to the love of God. And it comes through practical loving and serving. Sometimes it may be speaking truth and love, and more often than not, it's it's being Christ. Remember, you're in that moment. Christ in you. You're in Christ, the hope of glory. The last thing I just want to close on this, 1 Corinthians 1. Verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren, not that many are wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world To put shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world, the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, so that no flesh should glory in his presence. I feel like the Lord wanted to remind us today. You know, there are times where he is calling us into a new place and we can be so aware of all the things that we're not. Have you ever been in that place where it just seems too big, insurmountable? I can't do it. And the Lord's like, that's right. But remember, just as Jesus lived, he said, I only do what I see the Father doing. It was only, and he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Do you know what you know what the testimony of our lives to be? if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. If we all started living like that, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. Because I'm in him and he's in me. And everything good and right and praiseworthy in my life is because of Jesus. And He's no respecter of persons. In fact, He will take someone as messed up as me and love me right where I'm at and allow His life to shine through me. You know, yesterday I was um, just spending time with the Lord, praying and, and just seeking Him, and He began... He began to like walk me through my life in so many different places and say, Eliza, I was there. 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 I am here. I will be there. I will be there. And then he can say to his disciples, you don't have to worry about a thing. And then not only that, did he give us the promise of the Holy Spirit? You know, I just want to encourage us. He's wanting us to understand when we're encountering people through our day-to-day life, whether you're a student, whether you work in a A cafe, whether it doesn't really matter, but it's like to look for opportunities. I mean, it might be that all of a sudden you have a situation like, I don't know what to do. Everything within you wants to retreat. Take a deep breath. You know, wait a second. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. He has victory. I don't have to be shaken. In fact, he has a creative solution right here, right now. Father, Jesus, what are you doing right now? Oh, that's what you're doing? You step into that in faith. And guess what? His spirit's going to come and do what only he can do. When he says, whatever you ask in my name, that means as you are my representatives, as you are my representative. The person calling on his name, you're in a close relationship with him and you want what he wants. Yeah, This is no different than he continues on abiding in the vine. He's the vine, we're a branch. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Do you know sometimes it's very easy when we feel like we're in over our head to call upon him? He wants you to abide in him in the places that you thrive. He wants you to abide in him when you're brushing your teeth. He wants you to abide in him always, everything. What is it that you're doing right now? Father, what is it when in a situation when you're at the grocery store? You, you, you know, he might clear his throat. <clears> throat> what is it? What's Jesus doing right here, right now? Be his hands, be his feet. You know, his spirit has been poured out on all flesh. On all of us, His, we are His sons and His daughters. And I believe that He is calling us to a greater understanding. He wants us to know Him. He wants us to know that He is with us. There's nothing that we face that He's not right there in it. And there's nothing that we're facing that we're not already in Him. So would you stand, please? Would you do me a favor and turn around and face the doors? Father, I thank you that we are the church and that not only individually can we each say I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. But collectively as a body, we say we are in Christ, and Christ is in us. And Lord, I love coming together and worshiping you. And praising your name, I thank you for what happens collectively when we are together. But Lord, I don't want to be a people that we go to church, but I'm asking for a fresh revelation in each of our hearts that we are the church. And that as we go, Christ, you are in us and we are in you. And I pray this week that everything we encounter personally, or maybe we encounter people that are in desperate need of you. Lord, that we would be so sensitive to your spirit and that we could be as Jesus said, I only see what the Father's doing. Teach us how to pause for just a moment and say, What are you doing, Jesus? And that we would step out in faith in the things you show us to do and rest and trust. And you doing what only you can do. Lord, I pray that we would live as lights shining, that we would have a heart for the people around us. Lord, I thank you for the missionaries that go to the nations, and I thank you for us that you have a mission for us this week, makes each of us so attuned. To what it is you would have us to do. We ask, Lord God, that you would break our hearts with the things that break your hearts. We ask, oh God, that you would help us to see people as you see them. We ask, Lord God, I'm asking for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm asking for your power to pour out upon your sons and daughters. I'm asking, Lord God, for those dreams. I'm asking for visions. I'm asking for the prophecies. Lord, I'm asking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm asking, Lord God, for hunger. Lord God, I ask that there would be a hunger in this house for you. Lord, I ask that you would stir a hunger for you and the purposes. Lord, forgive us for any place we get caught in our day-to-day life. Lord, I'm asking for a renewing of vision and mission for each one. Father, I thank you that there's none too old, there's none too young, that you have each one, your hand is upon each one of our hearts. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to pray for one another, encourage one another. Lord, I ask that we would remember your great commission to go into all the world. And Lord, I ask that we come back together Next week, We would have things to celebrate, that we'd have testimonies of the goodness and the faithfulness of God, not in our lives only personally, though we thank you for that. The Father, how you, Christ in us, the hope of glory has broken out into other people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at K-O-G underscore Asheville and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash K-O-G Asheville.